You're listening to Cast Season 8, Cluster D, Episodes 8, 12, and 8, 13, as time goes by and everybody hates Hitler. Cast. At the top, you heard uh, one of our experts, Bianca. Hello. And we're also joined by our other expert, Annie. Hello. One of our newbies, Yvette. Hey, y'all. And the two newbies here in my living room in Duluth, Minnesota, myself and my lovely wife, Darcy. Hello, hello. And we are also rejoined, second uh, second appearance by Jason. I'm spreading my infection through the pod web. <laughs> I will be on all the podcasts soon. I'll be like Ultron. All right. Very good. <laughs> what were you looking at me for? I'm just looking at you. You're just looking at you? It's like you're expectantly I, looking I'm at me. I'm halfway drunk, so just keep going. <laughs> I, I, I poured these a little strong, maybe. You I don't know. sure did. Holy I mixed, <laughs> I, I mixed these like we used to mix them down at Lakeview Terrace with Trav. It's, it was a, it's a little, it's, it's delicious, yeah. but whoa. Yeah. All right. Keep going. It's White Russians. <laughs> All right. Um, hey, uh, before we really get rolling, I wanted to go ahead and plug a new podcast that I've been listening to and really enjoying, and it's called Fire Bad Tree Pretty. It's a uh, Buffy rewatch podcast, so it's definitely something that's uh, that's not not for people who have not done the whole series. Uh, I haven't heard them directly like reference Chosen, but uh, they're they're definitely they're working through the first season. I think by the time this publishes, they'll probably be a little bit into the into season two. Uh, the last episode that they just did was uh, was um, uh, what was it? Oh, I don't know. The puppet show. The puppet show is the most recent one they did. So they're they're really just getting started. Oh, wow. So if you're if you're in the mood for a uh, a podcast that's reviewing things episode by episode on Buffy and just getting started on a rewatch yourself, it's a it's a good one. Um, it's really fun. They're, like I said, they, they'll spoil anything. They definitely are doing rewatch, not not first watch for anyone. Um, and they're a, they're 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 a bit crass. So they're they're a little bit. It's a little bit like listening to uh, two girls do smodcast, except co- exclusively about Buffy. You know, I'll make a confession. I've tried to watch Buffy. I think. Oh no. Do we have to kick him off the call? Three three or four (laughs) times. I've tried. I've tried so hard. I I look, I am a nerd. I love so many weird things. But I have literally fallen asleep to Buffy, I think six or seven times. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? (laughs) Everyone loves this show. And don't get me wrong, I can feel the weed and all over it. I can feel it. But it's baby weed. And he hasn't perfected his craft yet. And so I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, I've tried. Is, can, can you recommend anything to get me into it to fix this problem? I'd say if you watch, if you, if you, if you do season one only watching, um, um, like you can actually get away with season one if you just watch uh, 
Welcome to the Hellmouth like, and the Harvest, which is the first two paired together, and then Prophecy Girl, and then move right into season two. If you're really if you're really having trouble, that's that would be my recommendation. I'll try that because yeah. I've tried, dude. I've tried. Season, I have tried. If if you're if you're having trouble, season one can be a real slog. And I'm a completist, and I love watching watching pretty much everything. But uh, but for people who are having trouble, that's uh, that's a pretty good. Yeah, you can skip season one. You're okay. a completist. No that. way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, it's gonna be tough watching all the supernatural. I know. He's, that's because it, that's because it doesn't end. <laughs> yeah one of one of their hosts one of their hosts has watched season one through six of Supernatural and then a little bit here and there afterward, and she says, uh, "You know, Godspeed to us." So. <laughs> oh. So yeah, well, I, uh, we'll see. yeah. Just look it up. It's fire, bad tree, pretty. And they're 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 okay, very they're cool. very vulgar, very nice. All right. On with the show. So we're we're talking about supernatural, and uh, we're probably yeah. going to launch into season eight, episode twelve, as time goes by. Which if that is what? That's the one where the Winchesters meet their grandpa. Hey, grandpa. Yep. <laughs> their other grandpa, not the one yeah. that they had to slog around with for a half a yeah, season. Yeah, the one that. Okay, fishes. thanks, y'all. That's my biggest point with this episode. I was like, why? Okay, we spent so much time with crappy grandpa <laughs> and no time with good grandpa. I know. Isn't that how it always feels? That you slog. Now, now, to be fair to crappy grandpa, he still wasn't as big of a douche as this grandpa like this is an elitist jerk grandpa like i like him he's just like paul (laughs) but mind you don't get me wrong don't get me wrong he's living up to the winchester moniker like you can definitely tell dean is of his loin Mm. well let's get into it yeah let's get into it all right high points what do we got there's so many. I, 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 I know. I chose. I chose to say that uh, that the, that the Men of Letters Secret Society really adds some new meat to the mythology, which really, they really didn't feel like they were doing mythology episodes since season five was over. Yes, I yes. agree. Yeah, and I I thought the time travel was awesome. Time travel is always cool, and I want to know more about these Men of Letters and how can I meet one? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys are enjoying that and don't think it's corny. Oh, I love it. No, I like it. I, I mean, it. if I had to be a hunter or a man of letters, clearly I want to be a man yeah. of letters. I mean, like, it's like the Masons. Let's be real. Better. Well, it's well. It also sounds very distinguished, right? Like, <laughs> oh and yeah. I, I, and I do like the line where they're like, where he goes, "You're hunters. They're they're apes." <laughs> like, it was, so, and he just looks so yeah. disgusted and. I had always in my brain. I was like, "Doesn't isn't at some point Dean's going to be like, my dad was a hunter, but he didn't." But yeah, it's the men of letters actually bring not only a little bit of class to what the Winchesters do, but it also shows you just how small in scale the Winchesters and hunters in general are. Like these dudes are exploring worlds beyond what the Winchesters or any other hunter up to this point has. Yeah, I like it because it's so archival and like researchy. Yes, mm-hmm. it's like very Wait, the, the librarian. The librarian like, here enjoys so the archival excited. and researchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. Giles, so where have you special, been? <laughs> special collectiony and like 
Ah, oh, it's just so it's great. So you're really loving Sam in this episode where he's just all over the book. Well, that's the second episode. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I'm I don't know how many episodes of our podcast you've listened to, but I'm always usually pro Sam. <laughs> like I'm like the one person who likes to project all of my feelings all over the place. I feel like well, Sam a, is great. He is a sweetheart, though. He is. He's a very sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love... Um, I have a lot of high points for this, too. Just, like, I love how, again, how it seems like, oh, here's a new arc of, of like, plot and mythology that's going on. And um, it's just interesting. Like, it's mystical and cool. And you're like, ooh. Like, you know, will we see more of these people are we still doing this like you know it, it's encouraging to see something enticing happen it, that seems like it's going to be such a major thing yeah it's again i think i mentioned this on the last episode i was on sometimes supernatural can use its own canon and it's marvelous other times they kind of forget and meander But here, not only do they kind of remember their own canon, but they also add to it. And it gives the show a lot of depth. And you get, again, you get some of that really good Winchester staring at each other, like pensively, like upset with one another, but no vocalization of it. Like, and And there are three of them this time. Indeed. And it's and honestly, like, I know that they're not the best actors, but a lot of the times, especially once you guys get later on in the series, they get really well at being brothers. Like they, they, to start the show, you know, season one, it wasn't that good. And I think it was because those two didn't have a lot of chemistry together, but as it progresses, they get marvelous with being brothers. And it's, it's as a little brother, like I, I identify with Sam so much Because he literally is treated like a little brother constantly. Like even though he's a grown man who has who had was working on his degree, had a fiance, like he had a life. And Dean still treats him like this tag along little kid a lot of the time. And that bleeds through a lot, especially here, where you see how Dean is upset with this figure this fatherly figure who's kind of bashing on his dad and sam you know tells him at one point they're like right you know dad hated this guy he stepped out on him goes yeah and what did he do he was dad of the year right like a lot of that is really really good it gets so much better as they get as they just feel they build that bond between them as actors and you get a good taste of it in this episode yeah yvette what about you did you say your high points um, my high point is really, I just like that we get the new storyline coming. Um, clearly the men of letters thing is interesting. Um, I'm excited to see where it goes and I'm glad that we watched these two together because I was kind of worried they were just going to drop it and that was going to be the end of it. So I'm glad to see that that's not the case. Yeah. Agreed. Oh yeah. I see what you mean. What else? There's so much good. I know. I keep going, keep going. We're not talking Walsh's about it. <laughs> uh. um, I love the lore. I love um, you know the family Winchester history. I love the new uh, grandpa character. Um, and I was making a list of uh, things that you know that I was enjoying about the episode. I have John's journal. I always like to see his journal pop up here and there. And then I. I found myself really um, 
attracted to or hung up on this wallpaper that I'm posting into the comments right now. Oh, <laughs> it was like, Ooh. I'm going to note that wallpaper because it's just really cool yeah. looking. Well, that, and then it was. Oh, yeah. Interior the, decorating. Yeah. But later after I was looking at it, I was like, maybe it's not just the wallpaper. <laughs> it repeats into the it repeats into the uh, the wall, the room divider, too. Oh, yeah. If I remember right. It does. It's It's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I mean, I meant maybe it's, you know, that partially open white shirt. That... Well, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't hurt, that doesn't hurt you know. the, the program at all. You know, another high point of this, uh, none, like I said, Abaddon. My gosh, is she a Banff. I just... Oh, she's be, awesome. I don't know what it's... Because you, because you honestly don't, you don't, up until this point, you really haven't seen demons be just mercilessly demonic right like honestly abaddon didn't have to kill anyone anybody in this episode <laughs> and she did you know, she killed one girl she killed that poor girl just for her clothes it's a great jacket clothes. it was a and great she jacket goes, yeah, she's like i love your top and then you're like oh no that poor girl and it's just god she's great like she is She's wonderful, and she's very menacing. And the, without the woman doing much. she possessed was Josie. Yeah, and I, I who obviously was someone significant to, uh, to Henry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's. I don't know if I assume that you know she was never the entire time we ever saw her on screen. She was never Josie. Yeah, yeah, because things went. But south how long for them. has she not been Josie? Yeah, that's the other thing. And I think you guys are hitting on a little bit, which really drives home um, what you guys are talking about with the lore and wanting to know more about the men of letters, because obviously they were doing something very demonic in that room. So how often do they do this? And when did they do something like that to get her possessed by a knight of hell? Right. Like, and also, yeah, I really want more of a flashback to whatever the hell was going on before this all went down. Yeah, because when they were in that room doing that thing, I was like, "What? What is going on here? What are y'all well, doing?" It wasn't clear on whether I mean it was supposed to be his initiation. I assume she was having an initiation as well, and I'm not sure whether what he saw was was you know already in reaction to her being demonic. You know, demonic was what he was trying to exercise or whatever. Yeah, it's like very like Masony. Yes. Yes. You know, like I mean. I don't know. All I know about the Masons is from what I've seen in like the skulls and like Dan Brown novels, you know, <laughs> <laughs> about, like, and like YA so novels the truth. about yeah, private school. Yeah, but a, like a friend of mine, a friend of mine, and I that. met a uh, a Mason while we were in high school walking around Lake Como, mm-hmm. and he was like, he was like, they get to you, they they got to us when we were young, and. Just uh, just immigrated into this into this country, and I can't tell you anything about what happened inside. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why Henry gets so upset with them because you know he's like trying to get help from his next of kin just to find out that like they have no idea. Not only are they like are they not in it, they just have no idea what the hell he's talking about. He's like, uh, so he might kind of be struggling with like, you know, how much should I tell them if they're not in the know? Mm -hmm. Dude, you should definitely play the drinking game of 
every time they say legacy, take a drink. You might get, you might get, you might get alcohol poisoning. Oh, no. <laughs> that, might have, that might happen commentary. anyway for Darcy here. <laughs> this white Russian, I, so, I poured her, a, a, like I said, I like like Futurist white Russian. So. That's probably more alcohol than I've had in like a month. Maybe. So... Now, you hit on something that I really I thought was really, really touching. It really? was yes, because when okay. you talk about how he mentions, you know, the men of letters and, and what they need to know and how they don't know these things, and he's so thrown aback by how much they don't know and the fact that they just don't even know the men of letters exist. And he real and then he hits on something. He's like, from the way you guys are talking, I don't make it back from this. And that's when things kind of hit home and he realizes that he makes the sacrifice for the greater good. And it's really upsetting. Like, cause he basically just takes the journal and reads it from, from start to finish because it's the last thing he has of his son. And it's really, really good. Like it's it's a really wonderful moment that they don't really linger on, but it's the subtleties in how he acts and how things change. And again, which is one of my quotes from the episode where uh, Dean says, "Freaking time travel, man!" Yeah, freaking time travel, man. Like this forces him down the road that leads him to basically abandon his son. Dean stops him from going back. Yeah, and correcting it. Do we know how old John was when this went down? He looked like maybe uh, he's like eight or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he didn't look he didn't look much older than eight or nine. Got it. And it's just it's that that type of stuff right there is why I love this show and I keep coming back to it. Is because they have those touching family moments. And you get it you again, even through the subtleties, you get how much Dean really does love his dad and respect him and look up to him. And you also see the, the disparage between Sam and Dean because Sam doesn't have that. Like Sam loves his father. Yes, but he does not idolize him. And that gives him the ability to be more open with their grandfather. Cause at first Dean is very shut off and very put off by this man. Mind you, he didn't do much to ingratiate himself, especially since he calls Dean an ape like almost immediately. Well, yeah. <laughs> He's not wrong, mind you. Well, no. I really did like yeah, that conversation. Cool. Yeah, I really did like that conversation between Dean and Henry where they're both talking about reading through the journal and how it makes them feel. Mm-hmm. And they're both coming yeah. at it from different, you know, from different directions, uh, from a, a father to a son and a son to a father. And... It was actually Henry's journal. Ah! Yep. Yeah, that he never, like, never got to use. Yep, I loved that. Yeah. yeah so that's, that's really I, special, too. And I think that's the key factor that tips him off that he doesn't make it out of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I never used it. Because journal. he's. <laughs> he, he yeah. ordered it, but he never saw it, and there it is. Yeah. In yeah, fact, he, yeah. Because <laughs> he says, he's like, I ordered it. It was supposed to come in. It must have come in while I was, you know, and that's when things click. It's pretty good. And hopefully that's not anybody's quote. (laughs) 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 So have we hit all of the high points? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's definitely a lot of high points if there are any. Let's go with low points. Well, uh, you already kind of hit it at the beginning, Yvette. My my low point was only one episode of Henry. I really liked him, and we had to sit through way too much Samuel Grandad. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, way too much Samuel Grandad, and also way too much of like the stupid Amelia and dog storyline. Why didn't we have like episodes of this? Like this could have stretched out. Who was it that played? Who was it that played Samuel Grandad? It was somebody. Yeah, it was an actual Mitch na- Pelegi. Yeah, it's Mitch Pelegi from uh, from X Files. Skinner. Skinner. Yes. Ah, uh, that's what I thought. I thought it was. It was. Yes, it's right. And I like Skinner, yeah. but I hated that character. Yep. Skinner was a bamf, and I ruined I ruined the second X Files movie for my co-host because she was like, "How are they going to get out of this?" I'm like, "I've never Skinner. seen the second. I've never seen the second X Files movie." Oh well, now you know what. Spoiler alert! There you go. You watch so many movies. But the thing is, we have kids and very limited time, so we have to select, select, select. And also, I mean, when the first X Files movie came out, we were able to go out to the theaters and see all the bees and cornfields and whatnot. You bet. That was no problem in those days. But when the second one came out, I I don't even know when it was. When When would it have come out? I don't know. How many movies? Have you forced your wife to watch? Not very much. Like how many terrible, terrible movies? Not very many. Have you I didn't say none of them were terrible. Lies, all lies. None of them were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that question should have been Darcy. How many terrible movies has Paul forced you to watch? <laughs> I block him out. And, and you couldn't. You, and you couldn't let her watch an X Files movie with a cameo from Skinner, exhibit as an FBI agent trying to act is wonderful and an actual on-scene post-coitus scene of of Gillian Anderson and and David Duchovny like well now he doesn't have to watch yeah, yeah no, that's like great thank you for the uh, there it is oh, Darcy, what was the last movie I forced you to watch begin again begin again you made me watch that and it wasn't so terrible it wasn't so terrible it's so, a good movie. That sigh. Like, by the way, her sigh was loaded. It was loaded with <laughs> so much grief. Uh, it wasn't that bad. It could have been worse. <laughs> All right. So what are our other low points? What are your low points, Sarah? I, I didn't have any low points. I had a hard time coming up with them. Maybe I'm not in a negative mood. So there you go. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully you can encourage Mine them. was super petty, but it was just that I could totally see how... John is related to Dean and Sam, but I felt like Grandpa Winchester, like just physically, I don't see the connection between like him and John or him. And, mm-hmm. But that's like a minor point. Yeah. Do you think he's younger than the Winchesters themselves in this episode? Like, oh, how yeah, old I is, do. He yeah. looks it. Yeah, very much. Yeah, so. he looks it young. seems he's like he's young. like a young. Yeah, like a like young dad, three-year-old dad or something. Before they said who he was, I I was getting angel vibes all off of him. He was definitely very cast-like with some of his uh, propriety and mm-hmm. and opinions. Yeah, and he's very yeah. clean-cut. If you notice, they do a dynamic between a lot of the demons. Like they're not as straight edge as the angels, and I know that's kind of self-explanatory, demon versus angel. But he definitely has an air about him where he's not as grounded or not, and nowhere near as like prime example. They talk about Abaddon says herself. She goes, "Oh, Henry, you're not a fighter," and she's like, "You were always good at the spells." Well, 
they weren't your strong point, but you're not a fighter. Like it's that type of thing. Like, whereas if you look at a demon, you're going to be like, yeah, you may not be good at spells, but you definitely could tussle a little bit. And I feel like that's where the difference between hunters and letter men of letters lie, because they say in the next episode, they talk about um, where they have like a cadre of hunters that they, they, they ran operations through and like, talked to and gave orders to and that's the difference between the men of letters and what dean and sam have become that they will definitely get their hands dirty while the men of letters try to do most of the things without doing so yeah they're trying to yeah also not enough abaddon in this episode like <laughs> i would love for her more so she's I hope very she comes cool back. like because i like mean i like sinister menacing villains like i want a villain that doesn't that doesn't toady up to the winchesters any like i want her to i want ruthless and she was definitely ruthless yeah and it's also just cool to see a badass lady villain yeah for sure you know she was just superbly badass Mm. i loved her i guess we kind of have naomi she's a little bit questionable and she's a woman sorry i'm just yeah processing <laughs> it loud like oh wait <laughs> naomi also exists <laughs> she, she's been mind controlling Cass for the past few episodes yeah but she's but we don't she's behind it you don't see her beautiful dress or yeah it doesn't say you don't get a lot of her anything yeah you don't really get a whole lot no which I think you should because she's kind of in charge of heaven right now, right? Apparently, yeah. Apparently she's running it, or she's not in charge of heaven, she's in charge of something else. Who knows? Yeah, just seems like heaven. Don't know. She's a thing. She's a thing. Um, feedback. Um, or wait, are we done? Yeah, are we done with low points? Yeah. I, I think so. This one was a good one. Uh, let's, let's hit quotes first. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Quotes before feedback. Makes sense. Because <laughs> our feedbackers love to steal our quotes. <laughs> That's right. Who's up? Well, our guest gets to go That's first. correct. Oh. oh. Um, I had a couple, but I still I have the fallback on this one. It's Dean. Because he says it twice in the episode. He's like, freaking time travel, man. And I'm just like... <laughs> I'm like... I get it. I do. And I know what they're going for in the script, but that is a really bad line, but it's great, though, because he pulls <laughs> it off. Well, I've got where uh, Henry's checking out uh, Baby's uh, license plate tabs and says, 2013, guess the minds were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Just before he smashes out the driver's side window, but... Uh, <laughs> Did anyone yeah. else go, oh my god, babies? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ah, mine is an exchange. I I always love exchanges. Um, Dean stabbed Abaddon, and he says, how come she didn't die when I stabbed her? And Henry says, because demons can't be killed by run-of-the-mill cutlery. (laughs) Yeah, but then I love that he went on to say exactly what kind of knife could do that, and Dean was like, that's what this is. Yep, an ancient demon-killing knife of the Kurds. And he goes, where'd you get that? And he's like, that doesn't matter. <laughs> Long story. 
involving good bad demons. Good oh, bad man. demons of the past. Annie, do you have any? Uh, yeah, I'll start with um, <laughs> when Henry asked to borrow Sam's walkie-talkie. And he <laughs> operator and he yeah, felt a four good. five seven. <laughs> says, Who are you not calling? Who are you not calling? <laughs> that is a great D line though. Who are you not calling? It recalls mm. it recalls Scotty talking into the mouse in the in the Star Trek four. That happened. <laughs> yes. Okay. Computer. And then they hand I him the mouse that. and he's like, holds up the mouse. Computer? <laughs> <laughs> I also like when Dean says, uh, when he's learning about the Men of Letters, he says, oh, so you're like Yoda's to our Jedis. Never mind. You'll I have there. that written down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, that's fine. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> mm. What about, um, did you guys catch that roll the credits moment? And I'm referencing um, everything wrong with whatever, you know, the YouTube channel for everything wrong with this movie. Because that old that old man goes, it's the supernatural mother load. And I'm like, roll credits. <laughs> I love it when things reference their own title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have more quotes because uh, I think it's going to take some time to read Simone's feedback. Simone's feedback is about the length of our normal uh, recap from Supernatural Wiki. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yes, Simone. Woo, and I, feedback. And I think it's just, and I think that's just as time goes by, too. Nutties goes to both of them, but. Uh, well, let's get to it. All right. Uh, does someone want to read Simone's? I can't even see Simone's yet. Maybe I have to refresh my page. All I see is Nutty. Oh, okay. I'll read some of it. Hold on. <laughs> loading, loading. Is everyone to see? I'll, I'll read, I'll read Nutties. Nutty says, as, okay, okay, yeah, as time, can read Nutty and then I'll read some more. As time goes by, this is one of those mythology episodes I love. I love the whole Men of Letters idea, and I like how they had a nod back to Cupid. Getting John and Mary together was hard work. They needed a Hunter family and a Men of Letters family to mix. I get Dean's anger at Henry. It shows how tied he is still to John and how he hates how John raised them too. If Henry hadn't left, who would, have John, who would John have been? I think... So far, I love all time travel supernatural episodes, though I think on this rewatch, this is less impactful because I've been waiting for this to happen, knowing it was coming. It's not mind-blowing. Thank you, Nutty. Aww. But I think it was definitely <laughs> mind-blowing for me. No, oh, it was. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like, finally, this is what we've been waiting for the whole time. Yay! A little bit, yeah. Okay, I can read Simone. Okay. Good luck. She's <laughs> she says normal illinois 1958 it's adorable little john winchester being tucked into his bed by his pops henry winchester and because even though sammy can't imagine his dad ever being scared of anything he was and needed a new music box to play as time goes by to fall asleep hashtag ah henry goes to a men of letters outpost to attend his final initiation course but his best pal josie sand starts killing the elders because she's no longer josie the demon, or Knight of Hell, one of Lucy's chosen ones, Abaddon has possessed her. Uh, oh, and I guess Simone met this actress last year at a con, and she was really tall, beautiful, and sweet. Um, she goes on to say, welcome to 2013, Grandpa. Look, I like you, but don't be stealing baby. That shite don't fly with me or Dean. 
hey, oh, he got out of those cuffs fast and managed to lock the boys up in them. Oh, yeah, that was cool. That was cool. (laughs) Oof, it was rough watching Dean tell Henry that John is dead. Oh, Henry, you can't just talk at a cell phone. And yeah, computers fit into small rooms now. Apparently, it takes a lot to time travel. Which one of them is John? Um, I guess technically both? In a DNA and blood sigilly way. They're your grandsons, Henry. Lols. Sammy is intrigued by Henry, and Dean is just pissed that this guy who abandoned John thinks he can tumble out of a closet and pretend everything's fine. Well, what do you know? John's journal is actually Henry's. That's why John kept it and used it. Daddy issues are inherited in this family. John Winchester was actually a really good father. For all that he goes through, he kept his sons by his side as much as he could in the dangerous hunter lifestyle. I'd always believed that he was a good father, but when this episode aired, I had something to back me up. Finally! Dean couldn't save John, so now he does everything to make sure Sammy is safe, because Sammy is his only family. Henry knows that he would have been proud of John, too, because of the way Dean and Sammy turned out. I love all my Winchester boys so effing much, but make no mistake, I'm all about Mary Winchester, Nay Campbell, and all of her forms. I just felt the need to clarify that. Goodbye, Henry Winchester. Hello, Abaddon. So stabbing her with the demon knife, not a demon blade doesn't do shite to her, but a devil's trap bullet and a bit of temporary decapitation sure slows her down. We didn't talk about that either. The bullet. Yeah. That was cool. Wasn't it? And that was Henry's, I, I, was Henry's idea, right? Cause Dean was like impressed. It was. And yeah. I think <clears throat> it was. And and that, that's what I mentioned earlier. It's like Dean and Sam at this point don't know Jack, right? Like, Grandpa's giving them some some letter, men of letters wisdom here. He's like, "Look, man, I'm yeah, I'm gonna put this devil trap on his bullet." And and I hope that this type of knowledge that they get carries forward because they do have sh- they have shown that they can adapt to things once they learn them. But you haven't seen them. You haven't seen the Winchesters really break bad. Like even now in season eight, like. When have they just been like, yo, we're the Winchesters. Let's get this and handle <laughs> business. Yeah, it's interesting kind of that other hunters don't seem to know about the Men of Letters either. But very cool trick with the Devil's Trap bullet. Uh, Simone goes on to say she's a bad man pajama and sassy as hell. She killed that girl for her. The devil made me do it, T. LMAO. The boys have dug up a shite ton of graves in their time, and we got another Garth mention. Those are some nice rooms at the Strip 91 Motel. Like, really, really nice. That wallpaper. Yeah, (laughs) that's where your wallpaper is. And she (laughs) says, that was an effective sleeping spell, Henry. Brains and brawn. The mashup of Campbell and Winchester was faded, as Cupid said. They needed both bloodlines to combine for reasons that I will not say. Point is, it's good for humanity. The Men of Letters, a secretive society for smarty pants that want to help protect the word from hell. Mouth. In parentheticals. (laughs) (laughs) Essentially, it's Watchers versus Slayers. It's MOL versus Hunters. So that little Aquarian Starbucks houses a key to the bunker of all knowledge with a capital K. I think it's time for a Winchester road trip. I freaking hate time travel, man. Yes! (laughs) Yes! Says Dean. (laughs) (laughs) 
Thank you, Simone. Thank you, Simone. Yeah, I brought up. Her. Thank you, Simone. A couple things. Yeah, that, like, that was Simone. awesome. Watchers versus Slayers. That's spot on. Mm. Yeah, way, very like, cool. Is she? I'm assuming she's talking about Watchers from a wonderful show called uh, the show that you decided you can't watch for some reason. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Watchers were in Highlander first. <laughs> They were watching Adrian Paul do weird kung fu on a barge way before Buffy was around. Who's Adrian Paul? <laughs> he was, he's, oh, oh God. Oh he's God. being silly. Uh, I'm being so much. Hi, y'all. I actually I have talking a about Christopher more. Lambert there, so I don't know who, who Adrian Paul is. No, no, no. Adrian Paul was the, the main character from the TV show. I'm aware of Chris that. I'm Lamb- with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now you want to troll me. My gosh. Oh, drop in swear words. Now that's, Before that's we move on, I have, um, Mr. Paul. I have one more little piece of feedback from my friend Megan, who I was telling you all got me into Supernatural. Um, oh, I had Megan. asked her if she wanted to guest on this episode but she just had like a ton of work she was doing and couldn't make it but she sent me a long tipsy text message (laughs) including (laughs) some feedback for this episode because um i was like oh i know you love that episode you could guess and she was like i just can't so she said that she's offended at the thought that they might be using dear precious henry winchester to make the viewers sympathize with john and she is not having it. <laughs> Megan hates John Winchester as a character and as a dad, and I kind of have to agree, like, it didn't sit that well. She also said, make a Marth, uh, a mouth fart noise. <laughs> so... <laughs> she goes on to say, Henry is ludicrously sexy and great, and John sucks, and that she's had three margaritas and a glass of wine. Whoa. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Megan likes Henry. She's pro Henry and anti John um, and doesn't like kind of how this episode seems to rewrite the fact that John was a good dad to them because we go through a few seasons of them like trying to get over how their dad was not great. So, no, John sucked and we all know that. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's the, that is all. The- he was the comedian. No one likes the comedian. All right. In the Watchmen, in the Watchmen, later on, he becomes the comedian. And yes, oh, yes, very good. Oh, very good. Yeah, you're right. Yes, he, does. he does do that. <laughs> like, uh, I'll just go back into my nerd corner scene. over here now. <laughs> so, who wins? Do we do who wins? Who wins who loses? Yeah. Okay. Let me get my spreadsheet All ready. Right. Okay. Um, I have opinions. Go hmm. for it. You know, I I hmm. figured that. Well, now now I'm wrong. Ooh. Cause I had thought that Dean had helped come up with the Come up with the Devil's Trap, trap bullet. But I'm wrong. Well he teamed up for the plan though, so, so I, I think he still wins. I think that. You know, I I knew he didn't come up with the bullet himself, but he came up with the plan. He helped come up with the plan. Because hmm. he still he, he he knew that they had to get Henry in to, to fire the bullet. There was no way that Dean was gonna fire it and, and succeed. You're right, you're right. Okay. I will, I will say this. I think the Winchesters as a whole win because this clarifies a lot of their history and shows them that hunting and doing the right thing, no matter what runs in their blood, 
And it's a thing that they, I feel like they need that support because, again, Sam is, I feel Sam, even at this point, is still very weary of his father and how Dean idolizes him. But at the same time, I feel Dean finds that a weakness in Sam. And this shows them that there is much, much more to them than just their father yeah. and just their their strained relationship. Yeah, also, yeah, sure. no, go ahead. No, I was going to say, up till now, they were the product of a hunter family and a car mechanic that was uh, raised by a single mother and went to war. Yeah, and it gives them it gives them something to latch on to, right? Like, and we see that I think in the next episode with Sam. And also, that was the fastest death from gut shot I've ever seen. Well, she Who? she got her demon fingers in there. It wasn't just a gut shot. Yeah. True. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I will say that also I feel like they both win because they both got some context, you know. Um I, I feel like it's pretty even. Like they both have been given some sort of I don't want to say placating thing, but you know. I, I can't pick one over the other, so I'll just say that they both win. All right, y'all have swayed me. I'll also go with both. Why the hell not? Yeah, I went with both. <laughs> All right, uh, Paul. I was I was still just a dean, but uh, but both works, and both seems to be the one that's going to win out of all of this anyway. I'm not 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 to be negative about it, but yes. As we all know, boths and neighbors shake out the same way. Yeah. So this is a tie. It's a tie. <laughs> it's a tie. All right. All right. Well, we should rate this thing and then move on to the next one. All right. Heck yeah. I'll go first. Go. Um, I liked it. I thought this was a good one. I'm excited about the men of letters thing coming back. In fact, that was like a piece of my feedback. I was like, I really hope this comes back. The next one has nothing to do with men of letters and this is getting a low score. But it did have to do with it. Yay. So it doesn't get a low score. So I'm going to give this one a seven and a half out of ten strips of demons. (laughs) (laughs) Demon steaks. Oh my gosh. I was just so happy to finally have something happen that isn't the same old, same old. And I'm glad we're going in a new direction because boy, did we ever need it. So, um, I, I'm so glad. I'm going to give it an, an 8 out of 10 Witty Devil's Tees. Very good. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I loved it. I thought, like I said, building the mythology, which seemed like there was really no mythology in seasons 6 and 7 and so far in 8. Um, you know, it was, it was, it was all big beds and, and things like that, but not really mythology. Not what I would call it, the series mythology. Uh, so I'm going to give it really high, I'm gonna, uh, but not quite perfect. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 concrete stakes, which is kind of close to Yvette's, but not the same. <laughs> <laughs> I will give it an 8 out of 10 stolen leather jackets um, for basically all the reasons you guys just said. It's great to see some mythology. Oh, my cat is chiming in. She likes it, too. Princess agrees. <laughs> Yay, princess. Uh, Annie. Um, I, I really like this episode. Um, obviously, huge time travel fans. I pretty much love all of those episodes. Um, I really love the 
you know, the lore and all of the other things that we've talked about in this podcast. What's not to love? Um, I do also want to point out, because why not, that uh, Gil McKinney and Elena Huffman are like both big presences at Supernatural conventions. Um, and they're both really cool. Gil McKinney, who plays Henry. Um, oh, okay, cool. He sings like an angel. You wouldn't believe this guy's voice. Uh, and Elena Huffman is a total sweetheart on Twitter. So I was going to give it a 9 out of 10. But since the newbies liked it so much, I'm giving it an extra point. So I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 closet time travelers. Ooh. Nice. Oh. Such pressure. <laughs> My gosh. I just... Oh. I... At the start of this, I was going to give it an 8. But I'll have to bump it up because the men of letters just... They carry such a mystique and such a breath to them that you don't get with the rest of the hunters. I mean, the, I mean, it's a simple thing, but that devil's trap idea on the bullet is wonderful. And it gives you, and it shows you just the, the, the ingenuity and the depth of the knowledge of the men of letters. But, and then also you get how menacing Abaddon is like, she is utterly terrifying because she's like, let me see what you've seen. All right, I'm done with you. Murder. And just moves on to the next. And it's just so good. And the family interactions in this are wonderful. Like those conversations, specifically the conversation with Dean and Henry, when and he and Dean ends the conversation with saying, Yeah, you just keep telling yourself that when he says that he had to do what he had to do because he was the legacy drink. Um <laughs> <laughs> It, it, it carried so much weight to it. I've got to give it a 9 out of 10. Hmm, 9 out of 10 juicy diner burgers. All right. <laughs> mm, I would love a burger right now. Because they were so, it, they look so good. Agreed. You know, so mm, yeah, Eva, change mine to a 9 also. Mm. Oh, damn. Oh, <laughs> Stuff is getting real in here, y'all. It is All right. getting real. <laughs> so this is give it gave this episode an eight point seven five. That's pretty good. Pretty good. That's pretty, That's pretty solid, damn. Yeah. That's one of the highest good. ever, right? It's pretty. I mean, it's, it's, it is up there. It's no girl with the dra- Dungeons and Dragons tattoo. No, <laughs> which was tens <laughs> across. Tens across the board. All tens. That's because. Yeah. What did you Day think of that one, Yvette? I haven't gotten a chance to. Oh, yeah. What did you think of LARP? Oh, the last one. We just watched the LARP girl one. I gave it a 10. I loved it. I thought it was good. And I almost got a lesbian sex scene, which is what I'm always waiting for in everything. (laughs) (laughs) You just piqued my interest, so now I got to go back and watch that. (laughs) It's just a makeup scene. It's a lesbian makeup scene, but yeah. You know. Yeah. It's fine. That's acceptable. Yeah, it's enough for me. I was like, good. I'm thirsty. This is perfect. (laughs) 13-year-old Jason would not turn it off. 13-year-old Yvette would not either. So we're there together. Whoa. All right, y'all. Um, oh, so, we have another so, one. Something I was going to say about the about the episode. Oh, it was just that, that uh, Dean does not strike me as the cut the burger in half and eat one half of the burger kind of guy, though. No. Oh, you, oh, you're right. They did cut it in half. 
That's oh, it. Man. Knocking a point off. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, no, it, it probably works better on screen than holding up a gigantic burger in front of your face for Jensen. But uh, no, that's here's the deal. In Dean's defense, as a guy who prides himself on doing ludicrous things with meat, once a burger gets beyond a certain size, it is unwieldy. And you have to cut it at some point. Like, if you get, like, I have personally made those, like, double patty burgers that are, like, one-third pound with, like, cheese sticks and, like, mozzarella and, and, and just all that. You got to cut it in half. Like, you just physically can't hold it all. Like, you can't even bite it half the time. Yeah. But I refuse to use a knife. All right. Okay. Uh, hey, Yvette. So tell me what you think. What what the uh, what the episode "Everybody Hates Hitler" is about? Okay, so that was the one where there were Nazis. I was like, I love that description. Just <laughs> thank you. That <laughs> That's the episode that has Nazis. That was it. Like, yeah, no hunting enough. for low points in this episode. <laughs> you know what I loved about this episode when we were like introducing it like this is the next one and fox was on the recording he was like <gasps> because sounds like he's doing a project on yes. world war Two something is, yep. <laughs> i was like oh that was so cute that he got excited about it and this definitely would have been like, not relevant. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it probably would have got him in trouble. Accurate. He would have written something wrong on his test about, <laughs> about <laughs> necromancy and, you know, it would it would have not, would, it wouldn't have done well. So. How yeah, did I actually watched World War II end? <laughs> uh, Jewish golem? Golems and Nazis. The and golems ate, I don't, ate all the Nazis and... Tore them in half, some of them. Tore them in half, yeah, some of them. So that's how it the made Judah me Alliance watch, uh, or something. <laughs> made me want to watch the first Captain America again. I've never seen By that. Way, that's a good neck break in this movie. I'm a sucker I, for a good neck break. Yeah, for sure. I couldn't. I didn't have access to Captain America: First Avenger. So after I watched this, I watched Civil War because <laughs> Civil War is on Netflix. Uh, oh, I'm not, so sorry. I have not seen either of the Captain America movies. Watch the first one, but don't watch the third one. Whoa, 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 Oh my god! <laughs> no, I, I, but I know all about it because my coworker spoiled me. Like, I can't talk about that. I can't talk about that movie yet. I need the world to see it so I can scream. Someone, someone put up a list of the nineteen movies that lead up to Infinity War. It's like I've seen nine of them. I was, which is more than I thought I had. Yeah, you really got to see a good, probably like ten out of the eight. Honestly, you know what, Paul? To be fair. If you just said screw it and skip them all and just watch the after credit scenes on YouTube, <laughs> you'd be fine. You, honest, <laughs> honestly, you'd be fine. I'm not. You honest, you wouldn't. Yeah, like you really wouldn't be missing anything. Well, Jason, I'll have to come visit on your show because I still have a lot of Infinity War feelings to discuss. 
Oh, yeah. so I'm happy to take it elsewhere. Another, yeah, <laughs> oh, oh, like another three-hour discussion on just MC. Hey, hey! If you can go past three hours, you'll break the record for my podcast. Because me and my boy James, had, we hold the record for my podcast. We did a three-hour podcast at one point. I had to break it up into two parts. So I'm still trying to break that. I don't know. I saw the end of I saw the end of Black Panther, and I was like, okay, um, that guy. And then, then I, la- I later found out it's Bucky, and Bucky Bucky I know from the comics because I read some Cap back in the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, oh God, oh God, you're really messing up yourself then, because because if you've read the comics, like Civil War comic, spoiler alert, Captain America gets shot in the. F- in the back of the dome piece at the end of that comic. No, like, I, know, I know Bucky from the '40s comics. I've, I've I read a lot of Origins back in the day. But. Oh, you mean? Hey, Bucky back in the back. Bu- Bucky's Origins dope. He fought alongside Wolverine back when Wolverine was was Logan in the World War II days. Like he's like Bucky wasn't bad back in the, the that day. Like it's really cool yeah, so. to see some of that stuff. Okay, I think this is a tangent. The Thule yeah. is like Ding. Hydra. Tangent so, Thule. Thule. Let's talk about I've, the Thule. I've heard of the Thule. I'd heard of the Thule before, and that's uh, actually part of my high point, continuing to build the new mythology. I don't know if they're going to carry... It sounds like they're they're implying that they're still out there, so I don't know if that carries through into the, the season arc or just further out, but uh, like I said, I'd heard of the Thule before. Mm-hmm. Um, they're... This is a. I was looking them up just as you know, uh, background to this episode. There is a modern day version of the Thule Society that is completely, absolutely insane and horrifying. Really, you're kidding? No. I mean, I think yeah, they're uh, Hitler apologists who <gasps> believe that Hitler was some kind of spiritual guide, and I almost gagged even oh, typing those words. Oh. I mean, I think that I think the Thule, uh, the the original Thule. Um, I know that that the 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 mission had a lot more than just just that, but I think that there that, that some division of the Thule was part of what Operation Paperclip was supposed to be doing. I mean, Paperclip was partially just to to, to find all of the all of the Nazi research on uh, on uh, nuclear programs and rocket programs, but I think beyond that, it was also man, like this is, you know, it's. These type of episodes, even even when I mentioned, you know, I said, oh, we're off air, that I was like, man, I was waiting for River Song to run around um, because of the whole everybody hates Hitler. And I think we'll name the episode, like, let's kill Hitler or something yeah, like that. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. These type of conversation, these type of topics, even if they're tangentially related, because at this point, yeah, there's Nazis in it. But this is more about a giant dude breaking dudes' necks. Yeah. Like it's, and it's still very, very touchy. Like even if, like I've watched some serious stuff. Like I've watched all kinds of movies, and even now, they just putting, just flagrantly putting Nazis in something is very like, uh, I don't know. And I feel they handle it pretty well. It was pre- like I really. It, it felt like it was pretty sanitized, really. I mean, they yeah. they really. I mean, they said they said that there, that it was a camp where they were doing experiments, but they really don't really. I mean, they, they're saying that they're doing experiments on prisoners, but really, they're really vague. Yeah, I mean, the character. Yeah, he stipulates that they're magical experiments. And then the character himself even says, can we just drop the Nazi thing for a moment? Like, he even says that. Like, Yeah, and I was like, yes, please, thank you, let's not. 
I mean, I. So, do you guys consider that to be a high point or a low point? Absolute low point. Yeah, I didn't I really don't have think... a low point. I didn't have a low point before, but I do consider that to be. You know, I mean, they, they, on the on, but I, I mean, on the other hand, it was definitely there. There was definitely a Jewish representation in the episode. Yeah. But the fact that they really yeah. just kind of said, "Oh, it was a camp," and there were people being experimented on, but they didn't really say extermination or Jews or Jewish prisoners or anything like that. Really I mean, you, you know, I mean, all the prisoners were Jewish either. Well, so, I know yeah, that. I, mean, I know there were homosexuals and communists. Think of, well, I mean, if you took out the word Nazi and just, I don't know, just called them mad scientists. Like, if, if you took out the word Nazi and just put mad scientists in, would it literally change anything? Like, even, like, I don't think it would. Like, you I know, know that... The vibe well, the, I got from it was Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's where it took me. Yeah, it, Nazis, I hate these guys. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the problem is that, like, when this episode aired, like, years ago, I mean, I don't know, like, five years ago or whatever, yeah. like, Nazism wasn't quite as much on the rise as it is right yes. now. Not, where, like, yeah. it feels much closer and it feels much more like, uh, like real. I can't have fun with like Nazis because they're like real and want to kill me, right. you know. It's so very, it's like yeah. it's very raw. Yeah, yeah. It's very um, raw. So for me, that was the definite low point. The rest of the episode, I actually enjoyed and I liked, even though I thought the Gollum was like stupid. Like oh. I still liked it. I liked Aaron a lot, and I thought the story was fun. But like that wasn't something they could have foreseen necessarily mm-hmm. that like years, like very in the very near future. Oh yeah. Nazis are back and storming towns right. in America. And I like the, I'm a yeah. and I love the, and I love the old rabbi, Barney Miller. Barney Miller. <laughs> <Al Linden>. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you guys remember Barney, Barney Miller? Are you too young? I don't know what that is. It's an old cop show, and it used to have. It was. Uh, it was um, the, one of the spinoffs from that was Fish, so it had Abe Vigoda in it. Yep. And uh, another one of the cops was uh, was Ron Glass, mm-hmm. who is uh, Shepherd Book. We're just oh, we're okay. just talking old people talk here, Paul. Oh no, she knows Shepherd <laughs> Book. She knows Shepherd Book. I know Shepherd Book. Okay. <laughs> um. I'm. I'm a, by the way, I'm a sucker for old cop shows like that. I, you made me very happy. Look it up. And it's a cop sitcom. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, all, it's, it's pretty much uh, entirely set inside the precinct house. Mm-hmm. And it's a sitcom. And I love, and I love Abe Vigoda. Abe Vigoda is one of my favorite old school Hollywood actors. Um, him and the guy from, um, Grumpy old man. And, uh, uh, um, uh, Matt Walter Matthau. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I saw I, I watched um, back when uh, uh, what was the uh, there was a streaming a crackle crackle streaming service had Barney it's Miller on there. there for a while. Hey, it's still it's still there. It's called Sony Crackle now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, in any case, they had they had Barney <laughs> Miller on there. <laughs> and I gotta say. I watched I watched a good uh, a good six or seven episodes <laughs> from Barney Miller and um, there it's 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 seventies woke when it comes to homosexuals I gotta say they had, yeah they have some some seventies <laughs> yeah well they, they had they had they had a, a, an episode where everybody was quarantined and had to spend the night and there were these two guys that were very very you know flamboyant flamboyant 70s homosexual and and there was a homophobic cop that had to be in the room with them 
And the whole message was, you know, that it's okay to be in the room with the homosexuals, but, you know, so it was, you know. Yeah. It was... Just, but it was just go, yeah. Just don't be gay, yeah. but it's okay to be with the gays. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Just don't be gay. That it's fine. It. A little bit, and and I, th- I and I don't know for sure. I mean, I, I assume that the actors were straight and playing it up, camp. You know, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, but you know, things were. I don't know. There's things I go back and watch. I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I watched that and liked it. You know, there's. Yeah. Lots of things it's, like that, you know. And I do that on a week. I, I put the pressure. I do that on like a monthly basis with Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, that was pretty bad, wasn't it? And it was. It is. <laughs> it's 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 a terrible movie. Like to be brutally honest, it's terrible. Absolutely terrible. Do not children of 2018 do not watch your your parents' Revenge of the Nerds. It's bad. Also. Don't watch Police Academy. They're horrid. Oh, they <laughs> yeah, there are so many movies that I watch. Yeah, yeah I, re- I rewatched the the, poli- the first Police Academy relatively Oof. recently Did within you? the last like two years, and Oof. yeah, it's rough. It is, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But the you thing know what is, it was acceptable. Though? It was acceptable. Can you believe it? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's mind-boggling. But to be fair, Ghostbusters. Holds up. That original Ghostbusters definitely right. holds up. Don't well, one of the funniest men on TV. Hey, to bring this back around, okay. sure, sure, <laughs> I, sure, sure. I will second the low point that, like, do we really have to have it be about Nazis? Like, even if all of the, you know, current politics of today didn't make this episode extra exhausting. I kind of agree. Like it could have been, it could have been about anything else. Right. Like they could have been, it could have been different villains. Um, they just added it in there as some sort of like spice factor, which is like really icky to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I was trying to read around to see, like, why was this episode written? Did the writer really insist on wanting to have, like, Jewish culture of the golem in there or something? The golem in there. But I think they just did it to be doing it, which is annoying. Yeah, it doesn't feel like there was forethought into it. I think they just come across some weird lore and some weird supernatural kind of talk. And was like, oh, Jewish golems. That's pretty cool. Let's throw that in an episode. But we'll pretend it's an Indiana Jones thing. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? To give, but give them credit. Hey, it's it's an episode of that's kind of that's focused on non-white characters. And to be fair, like you said earlier, that you liked the 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 golem's owner, the rabbi. I love the golem. I loved him being a sassy golem. Like it made me happy because <laughs> when he's like, why won't you just tell me what I need to know? And he goes, it's not my place. Yeah. I'm not supposed to teach the rabbi who's supposed to know this. I'm like, you tell him golem. You tell him. He, <laughs> should, he shouldn't have rolled book. those papers. He shouldn't have rolled those papers. He should have read that book. Like it just, <laughs> It made me very happy. It was, I the first was time I was thing. watching the show, like when I was first watching Supernatural, I didn't even watch this episode. Oh, I was like Hitler really next, and um, it did not affect 
like me watching the rest of the season, you know? Um, but then when I finally did watch it, I was like, mm, okay, fine. And then rewatching it again, I was like, mm, fine. But I don't love it. No, I really There's also like that weird part um that's like kind of awesome in one respect, but also kind of annoying when uh what's his name? The character Oh my god. Was it Adam? Aaron? I think? Yes, thank you. Aaron? Uh when Aaron. he's ta- Aaron, yeah. When he's tailing Aaron. Dean and he's like, Oh, Oh, you mean the, buddy. the not, and then you mean the gay but not gay scene? Yeah, yeah and Dean is all like fluffity puffity about it the whole episode of like really weirdly ruffled feathers. Like but not, just chill. Not, for God's sake, Dean. It was not quite gay panic, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was like verging on gay panic. And apparently people in the fandom have justified this as saying that Dean is bisexual, which is also exhausting to me. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. Really? That's, no, no, that's that's them hoping, praying, wishing. Really? Upon a star. Yeah. So that kind of is also like annoying to me. Like they could have let that go. I thought it was a great thing to be like, you know, if you're tailing somebody, <laughs> that's like a great absolutely strategy. But Dean's prolonged reaction to it bugged me. So those are my low points. I've I've got a no. I've got a funny story real mm-hmm. quick, and it is a tangent. But it's connected to the episode, um, and it probably doesn't really go anywhere. I'm looking at you very judgingly. Go yeah, ahead. you're looking at me like you're, this is one of your- <laughs> came. There was a big shootout, and everybody died. That's how it's going to end. Go that's, ahead. Yeah, if it, that's probably how it ends. If you want to tack on an ending to it, because it doesn't yeah, have an ending. Probably won't. It doesn't have an ending. All right, go ahead. And I, I don't. I, I, I think I. I have, I'm 90 percent certain which which friend it was, but I won't name him because I don't really know. Uh, we were we were walking downtown Minneapolis. And we were going to a show at First Avenue. And uh, there was a guy that came up to us and he was like, hey, you got any papers? <laughs> and my friend was like, end of story. And my friend was like, no, but, but you know what works really good is if you, you know, those little Bibles they hand you out at the, like, like if you're at the bus stop or something like that, if you use one of those, those pages are really good for papers. <laughs> and I was, you just. You died when you heard I, that line in this episode. Well, yeah, but I was, and, and I was, and I, at the time though, I was just like, you don't know who this guy is. He could be really religious and a pothead. <laughs> and and he's just coming up to us on the street. You can't really, you know, that really seemed like a really. I think I think it was Damien, but I'm not positive. Oh. Which is appropriate, right? It will work. Totally appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> totally appropriate. But you know what, Paul? The cops didn't come. There was not a big shootout. Well, it, it connected. Like I said, it does so connect. What? <laughs> Any more low points? <laughs> Honestly, um, I think you're right. I think the biggest low point of this episode is the almost but not necessarily gay panic because, <clears throat> as a as a super straight male, well, questionably so because I love Idris Elba, <laughs> um, and Michael B. Jordan made me question a whole lot of things in Black Panther. Um, <laughs> He's so much better as a villain, like so much hotter. Oh, he's when delicious. I say better, no. he's, yeah. Like I, I liked him before. Oh I was like, he's fine, but in Black Panther, I was like, oh yeah, all right, if he you, can do it. If you want to see him look wonderful, he's great in Creed. But when you realize he's in Black Panther and takes his shirt off, and from that point on, he never puts it back on. It's <laughs> I'm sitting it's there wonderful. in the movie theater with my. 12-year-old son trying to not react. 
(laughs) You are like almost every other mother out there. But no, like that is my low point because as I'm a super guy and I've been hit on by by gay men before and it's utterly flattering. Like I don't like that doesn't connect with me that Dean is so set of just he's so thrown off by this that he just gives up on the idea that this dude could be following him for any reason whatsoever like this could be a demon by the way like I just what if a demon uses this tactic later like, you know what I'm saying like <laughs> oh like, we heard Dean's Dean. a sucker for this so <laughs> and, and, oh, by the way just, just, it's not even a spoiler just if we could have that conversation with Crowley and a lower demon I'm all about it like it's just, <laughs> Like, he's just like, this is how you get to Dean. I need you to hit on it. Like, it just, it'd be great. But I just, it that is definitely the low point. It just, and you think as a guy who has to be kind of under the radar, kind of being spy-like or, or making himself seem like every other guy, he wouldn't react so just knee-jerkingly to this. Like he, I mean, he, all, I mean, he almost spins his wheels to run out of there as quick as possible. And it just and it it, it shows you like he's so off put by this. He almost kind of gets it could almost you could say it almost cost Sam his life. Right. Like if Dean picks up on this early on, they might not have got caught in the situation they get caught in later because they'd kind of be forewarned as forearmed, so to speak. And that's what really threw me off about this episode. Because I don't feel like if that was Sam in that situation, I don't think Sam would have had that reaction. Yeah, he would have been like, oh, um, I'm sorry, but I'm on a job. Thanks for your time. Because he's the sweetheart. High points? Uh, Everything uh, well, it looks like It looks like, uh, looks like Annie had to, had to leave for a moment. She'll be right back, she says. And she did say a low point. Um, <laughs> and Nazis and Sam's tweeds. <laughs> oh, wait. I forgot to say a high point that I had. I don't um, think we've done high points, have we? Yeah, high points. We, the top, yeah. we touched on I, them. I, I, I missed oh, mine, snap. but that's all right. Yeah, okay, I, I forgot too. to mention that I like their new little, like, the Men of Letters Clubhouse. Absolutely. Yes, definitely. Everybody needs And to I look forward to like seeing that. more of it. I would I just want to go hang out there and you know uh, how some person How explicit? Right. Also, one of my high points again, librarian projecting her feelings of lust onto Sam Winchester, but that he knows what an LC call number is. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? I was just I was like, about to ask. Yeah! I was just about to ask I was literally just about to ask how explicit can we be in this episode but you sold it for me this Men of Letters home looks like a swinger pad like for real like all those wonderfully stained like tables and Dean comes out in that nice robe like I just they having some crazy parties in there I guess there are kind of two librarian Sam moments but just the first time when he he goes to the university library and he's like, oh, uh, six, seven, three, like, oh, birds, I believe. I was like, yes, boo, you're right. 
Was, 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 it, was, it, was, it, was it the right number for anthology? Bird watching. <laughs> she doesn't what? know. She just she just knows Sam said some letters and numbers that could be a call number, and she's wi- she's winning. She is winning all across it. the board. Yeah, so I mean, it's just it's just really, you know, he did go to, you know, he went to Stanford law school. Law school. Yeah. Yeah. You know. He's been around. He's been around. Call numbers. Um, so, so, so that number that number is correct for ornithology then. Well, birds in general is five ninety something. Um, bird watching. I'm actually looking up. <laughs> it might be. Yeah, we need to know. We we gotta know this. <laughs> well, birds is five ninety eight. Um. And then all of the decimals get granular and like, what type of birds? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he says like six, that's like six thirty-seven or something like that. I actually meant to have this in my notes so I could bring <laughs> it up and more official and organized about it. Um, I can't find it right now, so. I guess we can just keep talking. Did Annie come back? Yeah, she's back. Ladies and, I'm back. Ladies Hi, and gents. Is Sam's tweets a positive or a negative? <laughs> they were a negative mostly because they were mismatched. Mm. Oh. Which I realize is a like college Oof. thing, college professor <laughs> attempt. But oh my God, that jacket and those pants. Thank you, and Ashton I have no Corner sense with Annie. style. But to be fair, does that does that fit into the mythology or the imagery of him being a library nerd or not? Yeah. I think that was the point. Yeah, I mean I mean Sam could have been in a full robe and he could have announced those numbers and you would have been okay with it. <laughs> oh, you know what? Six thirty is agriculture. Oh so they failed. They were off by a little bit. Bum, bum, ba, bum. 6.36 is animal husbandry, but that's not bird watching. I always thought that was a funny uh, term. term. Yeah. Animal husbandry. Husbandry? It's yeah, a fancy I, word for incest. We used to tease I, all the, the people who, who <laughs> majored in that in, in Montana. Yeah, there, was, so. there were animal husbandry majors. And- Honestly, officer, I was just helping the sheep over the fence. <laughs> God, <laughs> things are crazy there. <laughs> I believe, I believe the, I believe, I believe the full, ex, I, be, I believe the full expression is Montana, where men are real men and the sheep are real, real scared. scared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. We can finally wrap this up. Sorry, okay. I'm dragging this out. Uh, there is bird watching five ninety eight point oh seven two three four. Uh so that's the bird end. But then there is, uh, you know, bird feeding, bird baths, attracting birds, and that's six thirty nine point nine seven eight. Oh, wow. so interesting. So ish, Sam can still get it. I like that he knows what call numbers are. It's fine. He's very close. (laughs) He's gonna find that book. Mm. 
Uh, do we have more um, higher or low points left? I'm sorry. I thought we cover that high the, points? the word Nazi necromancer. I just, I thought that was awesome. Go ahead. Yeah, we kind of we did high points a little bit at the beginning, but uh, we... Annie, did you have any that you wanted to add? Um, I just wrote the, the bunker. Yeah. And Dean yeah. playing with a scimitar and all the nerdy bunker stuff. Yeah. I saw a couple of Shriners at the, uh, at the supermarket today. Did you really? Yeah. No, with the Fe- Shriners with Circus is in town. With Fez. Yeah, yeah. The circus is in town. Tina's was referencing the Shriners without saying it out loud. Yep. <laughs> um. Again, I also this episode is very brutal. Like I'm a sucker for grotesque violence and stuff. Like they murderize a lot of these people in this show. Like that golem snaps that dude's neck, and I and I think. This is a, a, a movie trope and a movie excuse, but when you bring in Nazis, it allows you to be far more violent and brutal, yeah. Than you than yep. you would have normally been if it's not Nazis. I mean, come on. I mean, in the opening cold open, he crushes that he doesn't even break his neck. He literally crushes him and makes his blood run down his down him like he was like, I don't know, ripped his head off. Like and then he snaps that dude's neck on the stairs. And I mean, they they both shoot the one guy in the head at the same time. Like, it's very brutal, oh, yeah, very violent. And I think That's it's okay, only because it's Nazis. Nazis. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Still a high point because I'm a sucker for that type of stuff. So I've watched Raid Redemption. Good movie. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta say, y'all got any quotes? My, my note, my note before we get to, right before we get to quotes was just that that it was a a really goofy title that I was expecting bad things, and it was a much better episode for sure. Uh, quotes. Uh, Jason gets first crack again as guest. <laughs> I can't I can't pronounce the way what the golem was saying to him, mm. but it was every time he quoted um, "Take charge." To to at to to Aaron, what is his name? He was he would tell him in in Hebrew to take charge, and he was like, "It's something about take charge." I don't really understand what it means, and I I really like that because he would only say it when he was being super snazzy, like he was being very very cute when he was saying it to him, kind of like you should know this. I don't know why you don't know this, but you should know this. Like it was a really great time because I love their bickering. I'm a sucker for bickering. <laughs> I keyed in really early on that it was a that it was a golem that was that was you did. that was going on, and then I I kind of knew a little <laughs> bit about it from the X Files episode, and then Darcy knew something about the the scroll. But from that was from the Simpsons episode. The Simpsons episode <laughs> with the golem in it. Give the Simpsons. Yep. Give the Simpsons. Give the Simpsons they credit. They had something there. They've predicted the future. Hmm. Do you have any other quotes? Anybody? I like the exchange between between Aaron and Dean just re- when they're going to the library. You guys just break in wherever you go? Well, our dad wanted us to have a solid career to fall back on just in case this Hunter thing didn't pan out. <laughs> uh, do you have one, Bianca? Um, It might be the one you're going to say, so I'll let you say it. I was just going to try my very best golem impression, which uh, or golem impression, which is not good at all because I don't have the register. But <laughs> the boy smoked the pages. 
<laughs> no, that was pretty good. <laughs> that wasn't the one I had, so that works out fine. Awesome. Um, when Aaron wakes up in the car and he's watching the boys dig a grave, um, he goes, oh my God, these guys are psychopaths. <laughs> Right before they right before they light it on fire and warm their hands over it. Warm their hands. Dude, the best part. No, I love the best part of that is because the golem just looks at him and says nothing, and it's just like in that whole look, he's just like, "You just don't get it." Like, like, it's so good. Yeah, I guess to sideline into feedback for a brief second. SPN friend Megan with the margaritas from earlier uh, (laughs) said that that is one of her favorite moments in the entire series is them warming their hands over the (laughs) over the grave, flaming corpse of a Nazi. (laughs) Warm your hands over that, guys. (laughs) Again, because of the Nazi, can laugh at it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, she's just said it's like one of her favorite sight gags from the whole show. Everybody loves bacon. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. You can't you cannot you know, deny the bacon. I love that line so much because he's like, he's like, he's you know he's the the the, the golem's going at him and he just goes, look, everybody loves bacon. Like, it is you eat swine. It's marvelous. <laughs> it's marvelous. To be fair, bacon is great, oh. even if it is jerky bacon. I love. It's all good. Can't go wrong with bacon. You can't. Nobody makes an omelet an omelet. Nobody needs sizzling. No, oh, sizzling was <laughs> terrible. Did your move, mother make that for you? Move over, bacon. No. No, my mom bought it. Really? She, oh, it was terrible. I never ate it. No. She would try to microwave it too. What is it? What's that? Sizzling is a product that was out in the eighties, and their their commercial slogan was "Move over, bacon." Now there's something meatier. And they'd always show the picture of a strip of bacon with all of its lines of fat, and then this this sizzling product, which is kind of molded and cut off it's of a log. Like spam. Yeah, it was basically it's spam, like probably. Spam. It's what it tasted like too. It was terrible. Like soy bacon or something. No, it's, it's meat. No, it was meat. The, 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 it was a meat byproduct. Yeah, the whole, of the, I remember it, but it didn't taste like meat. Yeah, the whole concept was <laughs> no, that it was that really. it was all meat and not fat 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 veins, which is what makes like bacon wonderful. Additives. <laughs> Which they didn't tell people. The best part of the bacon is fat, because when it when it melts down and becomes greased, you can add that to things like greens, or you can fry more bacon in it. Fry your eggs in it, like Grandma mm-hmm. did. Oh, in a cast iron pan. Most delicious. It's thing. super weird. The Wikipedia on sizzling doesn't actually tell you what it is. Wow. It just says it was a cured <laughs> meat product. Cured meat product. <laughs> yeah. Seriously? That's it. It was like spam. That, that's it. That means it's raccoon. It's fine. Boobs. It could have been raccoon. Who knows? It was terrible. I just made a super, I just made a, uh, a, a sizzling joke on uh, reference to a podcast uh, last week. Did you? Yeah, well, because yeah. they were the uh, the it was the it was a fire fire battery pretty actually, and they uh, weird okay uh, and and they were they they, <laughs> they had the the episode uh, I robot you Jane and they they, they called it uh, Moloch teaches typing. Oh, 
So I, I, so I, <laughs> so I, I said, move over Beacon, because Mavis Beacon teaches typing, a software oh, program from the 80s. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Yeah, it was a long stretch. <laughs> Nobody got it. So anyway, did we have any feedback for this we one? We did. Great. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, I have it in front of me if you want me to read it. Sure, sure. Do it. From Nutty. Um, Nutty says, I would love to have someone of the Jewish faith write in and let us know their thoughts. I feel like this was handled better than, say, the X-Files episode, and I really do love the Gollum, especially when he gets mad at the grandson smoked his manual and is offended by his non-rabbi owning him. I love how no one believed this old rabbi and his crazy stories. Meanwhile, he was right the whole time. I love the idea of a group of rabbis running sabotage and taking secret secret action against the Nazis. I mean, who wouldn't like that? I also really dig how in the end the grandson takes on the role he was meant to play and insists that he needs to protect the golem. It is his. The bunker is amazing. It's kind of like a big loot given to players when they hit level 20, but the GM wants to keep playing with them. It's lacking windows, but I wouldn't mind living there, especially with all those books. So I feel like that's a Dungeons and Dragons reference. It is. Okay. <laughs> it's it's a it, she's basically calling it a reward from the epic level handbook, aka when you hit level twenty and your DM needs to keep going. All right, cool. Cool, <laughs> great. <laughs> No, thank yeah. you, Nutty. Thank you, Nutty. I, I kind of yeah. Thank you, Nutty. Like it would be nice to get input. I got you, Nutty. I understand. All right, who wins and who loses? Do 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 do. Um, I would say I, I Aaron would... wins. Oh, we're going with a neither. Yeah. Okay. I went with yeah. I would. I went with the yeah. Dean because he uh, he knew how to kill the necromancers. Oh, to kill the yeah. He knew that he needed to kill the ne- yeah. necromancer. Yeah, he knew how to kill. Well, he knew that he needed to kill them to get the spell to reverse. Probably. I had also put Dean just because it looked like he was really having a good time playing with all of those things <laughs> in the the bunker room. Well, I'm going to say Sam because he he got really into those books really quick. Same. See, I say Sam, and also. It's it's nice that Dean kind of throws him that little bone of recognition at the very end. Ooh, Annie, you're going to be the deciding vote on this one. What do you say? Oh, I'm not deciding very much. I said both because they got a <laughs> bat cave. <laughs> Y'all know what that means, right? It's all tied. We've got two Sams, two Deans, and two one tie, one neither. We tied again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... But come on, guys! Come on, guys! He 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 finds out that his crazy grandpa guy was actually telling the truth. He gets this cool golem, the sassy golem, and at the end of it, he realizes and appreciates the sassy golem. Yeah, <laughs> touching. He got a friend. <laughs> he did. Oh, and uh, Darcy, you mentioned the you mentioned the um, the necro darts. Yeah. I really liked that make- makeup slash special effects on Sam's neck for the necro dart. Does it? Yeah, that was really cool. Smell good now. Yes, the boy smells much better. <laughs> he smells better. <laughs> I'm gonna have a hard time cutting that out because you, you brought that in so. Oh, well, I'm after. sorry. He smells great. <laughs> good job, Fox. I was like, how does Darcy know what dying Sam smells like, and why does she know, think it smells sp- good? Fox smells great. Good job. Look, it's 2018. 
internet it provides. <laughs> well, I guess we're down to rating. Okay, cool. Um, I'll go first. I thought that this one was fun. Um, I did not like the Nazi part, but I also understand that, you know, Nazis also just code for, like, bad person a lot of times. Um, or, like, lazy code for bad person. Anyway, um, I liked it. I liked Aaron a lot. And I like that we got sort of a parallel with last week's episode where, you know, Aaron has inherited the golem and he doesn't really know what to do with that or with, and he doesn't really have access to that knowledge. And then we have the same sort of thing with Sam and Dean and the legacy issue um, of them not quite knowing their entire thing either. So I gave this one a seven and a half out of 10 special reference sections. <laughs> you know, I loved the, the golem and I love, and I'm not going to say that I loved the Nazis. I'm going to say that, but I'm going to say that for me, and it's probably cause I'm a little bit older. It really gave me that, you know, the, that same feeling of adventure that I had when I first watched Raiders of the Lost Ark as a child. So that's what it did for me. I understand the rest of you that didn't set real well with, but that's, I think that's what they were meaning to do, but apparently it wasn't real successful. And we're also, I mean, it was up until a couple of years upper, ago. Upper Midwest, very white yeah. people, so very white, very straight, very, you know. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. The Nazis don't want to do anything bad to us. No, but I really enjoyed watching them get the shit kicked out of them. Oh, oh yeah. The crap kicked out of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that was awesome. Everybody hates Hitler, so. <laughs> well, clearly, clearly. So, um, I really enjoyed the episode. I love the Batcave. Um, I am going to give it a... Uh, Eight out of ten Chia Pets. Very nice. <laughs> I, I, I also really enjoyed it. I like the atmospherics. Um, I, I enjoyed the, uh, the 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 World War Two at least of it of the thing you know the, the, the history portion. I think it could have easily been, uh, especially set in Belarus like that. It could have easily been just post war and be Soviet scientists. You know, take your pick either way, but. Uh, I did like the um, the continued building of the mythology. I don't know that we're going to see uh, Aaron and his golem again, but I really liked that. And uh, I'm going to give it uh, nine out of ten. Burning Barneys. Poor Barney. Wow. Barney Miller burned up. <laughs> well, I'm going to be the one that brings this rating down oh, because, nice. like, bleh. I get what you're saying, Darcy, about, like, the Indiana Jones vibe. And I got that when I watched Captain America First Avenger that came out two years before this episode aired. Mm -hmm. So I I felt like, you know, like, if you're gonna go there, you could do it better. But it's a TV show. I don't know. I'm really kind of going off the fact that the first time I went through this show, I just skipped the episode. And I don't think that it adds a ton to the grand arc of this season. Um, so I think I'm going to give it 
and just the parts of it bother me as we've discussed. So I will be kind and give it an extra point for a library, Sam, giving this a uh, five out of 10 call numbers. I feel Oof. like it's average, but also just kind of not my cup of tea. Mm. What say ye, Jason? Honestly, I really, really like this episode. Like I was telling you guys before we recorded, like these two episodes combined, like made me realize why I like Supernatural so much. I mean, the introduction of Men of Letters, plus just the cattiness and the back and forth between the ch- the Gollum and Aaron. And the best part is also it doesn't fall into that like. Um, the trap of the nebbish Jewish guy who's afraid of everything and blah, 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 blah. Like the Woody Allen form of a Jewish person. Like it doesn't fall into that trap. And again, like I was sitting there watching the golem throughout this. That dude's massive. Like he is just like his hands alone look like they could crush a normal human being. And he's the perfect casting for it. And it, the dynamic between the two is great. I give it a solid, a solid 9 out of 10 clay golems. Yeah, and uh, wow. as, as Darcy was saying in the car, uh, and I'll, you don't, I hope you probably don't mind me repeating it, no. uh, that, it's, that it, it doesn't uh, go directly into... Uh, Christian mythology. It's still right. you know, it's, it's it's Jewish mythology, and therefore a little bit broader than they've been for a, quite a while in the series. Yeah, because it, it does really tend to, you know, centralize around the you know the Christian aspects of the mythology. But it it was really interesting. And I know we were trying to think of well, what else have they done? And they did have a an Egyptian mythology. They that did was have... recent, and then they had the the. Um, Pagan God in the right. first season, Scarecrow. But they really haven't. They had the Mayans. They really haven't gone. Yeah, you're right there too. But it really, I, I, I really like this because we haven't really gone here, and I, it, we really needed to. I think. So. And I, I am curious, like Nadi said about talking to someone who's actually of the Jewish faith or of the Jewish culture, and see what their reaction, what their take on it is. It would, it would be interesting. Yeah, because it just kind of like there's so much of this episode that makes me go like, like it's a little uncomfortable. It was like mm-hmm. the Barney it, Miller it impression of a Jewish person. That did bother me a little bit. At the, at the and the German yeah. accents that are just so bad. They are, yeah. Like, uh, I have some really close German friends who are the sweetest people. And it's just like annoying mm-hmm. that, Everyone has to talk like this in in media and the movies. Like, no one speaks that way. But, you know, again, it's that whole, like, oh, well, hashtag Nazis, so it's all overwritten. Like, just annoys me. So okay. I, I brought it down. Sorry. Annie, what about you? Um, I thought this one was a, a little bit of a letdown after the last episode because that one was so good. Um hated the Nazis. I wasn't really comfortable with the whole almost gay panic thing. Uh, but I did like the Gollum and, or Gollum and I liked Aram. Aaron. I thought they were both great characters. Um, I also thought that it was an interesting 
uh, I guess, narrative development. Uh, this is a, another secret society immediately after the Men of Letters secret society. So I thought the sort of contrast there was neat. Um, and uh, I said a long time ago that this series, the whole show starts to get better after taking sort of a dip in season seven and six and seven, uh, that it does start to get better halfway through season eight. So I think we're there and I really hope you guys continue to like the season from here on out. Oh, I, I, um, have a, I have a theory after you're done. Go ahead. Finish your rating. First. Okay. I think I'm going to give it a seven out of 10 rolling pages, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, that gives this episode a uh, 7.58. I feel like that's fair. That is good. Yeah. That's good. That is yeah. So I'm wondering they've got this uh, this space that uh, the 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 man of letters that they talked to and the the you know the, the 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 old guy was saying is warded against everything that could possibly come at it, and that they should just throw the key in and, and lock it up and walk away. But if this warded that well, and if it's got that much of a repository of knowledge, is there any chance that there's a tablet in there? Oh, Ooh, that's an interesting Ooh. idea. I hope so. Or knowledge, that's... or knowledge toward a tablet at least. Something, but, uh... something, Paul. some good stuff's got to be in there. This is a Paul, good one. This you are, you have an inquisitive mind, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Paul is you really good at that noggin. Intuit, intuition. Mm. <laughs> All right, cool. This is exciting. All right. Well, uh, Jason, Jason, thank you so much for joining us again. Indeed. I am having a blast. You guys have reinvigorated my love for Supernatural, which means I'm now going to manhandle my way through season 12, which I slacked off because of Overwatch. And then I'll be crying because I don't actually have cable to watch season 13. But it's fine. It's acceptable. Yeah. Watch that on. Yeah, you can watch C- CW aptas, but you you have to catch it within a certain like the, f- the last five episodes. Yeah, I was yeah. just gonna That's say. Yeah, watching I, Zombie and Riverdale and stuff. Yeah, I think the same thing is. I think it's the same thing on Hulu as well. Okay, mm. but but uh, yeah, man, yeah, I don't know if it's. I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> I don't know if it's the same as the other CW series that I know. As soon as uh, Legends of Tomorrow completed uh, last month, they dropped all the whole series on the whole season on Netflix right away. So. Ooh, you I know those. Lucky. I know those DC shows. They do that. I don't know if it's the same for Supernatural or not. I mean, well, they usually wait for some reason until about a, a week or so after the new season has premiered. Okay, yeah. and then they'll oh, drop last nice. season. It's yeah, really I think weird. I think DC does that because DC's trying to catch up. Yeah, <laughs> Marvel's pummeling them savagely. It's almost uncomfortable how badly they're getting beaten. <laughs> um, so I think that. Anything outside of that, we'll probably have to wait. Well, uh, please tell us how how uh, how you talk to us on your podcast. Indeed, uh, you can always find myself and my co-host Jen on our podcast, the Talk Nerdy to Me podcast at talknerdytomepodcast.com. dot com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdy to me, and of course, you can find us on Twitter at nerdy to me podcast. And of course, you can also find me slathering myself all over everyone else's podcast. Like I'm <laughs> here, I've been on Nutty Bites so bad it hurts. Like it's it's pretty great. 
And that's a digit two. Yes, that is the number two. Again, thought I was being cute. Not necessarily. <laughs> hey, what's our homework? Thank you so oh, much. Yes, thank you again very much. No, dude. No, absolutely thank you guys. I'm having a blast. I loved I loved chit-chatting and talking about like that's why I started my podcast. I would I was having nerdy conversations with a friend and I was like, why don't we just record this and 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 put a mic, you know, put a mic in front of us. And <laughs> I love talking about nerdy things. And again, I think I've said this last time, but Paul, we're going to have to get you on uh, so we can talk about really bad movies. Um hey, they're quality we, movies. Hey, I just bought the entire Tremors collection today. Tremors. Oh, Tremors. Yeah. Okay. yeah yes. Yeah. All seven movies oh, or six Jesus. movies. Jesus. Oh Are you kidding? <laughs> six of them. The first oh, one no, was I... bad enough? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hey, the first one's good. What? Yeah, they hinted at Kevin. <laughs> yeah, the terrible. first one they hinted at Kevin Baker's penis in the first five minutes of oh, that movie. Still, yeah. Oh, really? Well, hold on. Yeah, he's peeing. Yeah, he's peeing off a cliff in that movie. <laughs> yeah, and 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 Grandpa from Three Ninjas is in it. And I'm pretty sure I've seen the second one, and it wasn't too bad. Yeah, I mean, it didn't get really bad till they call them butt blasters oh, uh, <laughs> in the third movie. Oh. <laughs> And I, I did the censored version of that because I don't know the level of your. Problem. All right, very good, very good. Uh, yeah, we're, 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 I think we're, uh, I think we're completely without tag. We're not explicit. We're oh. not clean. We're somewhere in between. It's all how. Yeah. So, so definitely right. butt blasting trimmers. All right. Uh, hey, what is our homework for next week? Next week is season eight, episode fourteen, trial and error. And that's a single episode. Mm. It's a single episode. Oh, nice. And, okay. And not as cool. a Nubentary. All right. No Nubentary. It's just a an old classic. All right. Well, we could hang out and talk all night, I'm sure, but uh, it's it's getting late, so I think we should probably wrap up and say happy hunting. Bye. Happy hunting. Bye, everyone. Happy hunting. Bye, y'all. Thank you. You've been listening to Idgitcast from QuadrupleZ.com. Join the discussion at Facebook.com slash Idgitcast. We would love to hear from you. You can email us or send in an MP3 voice message. Please use the episode title as your subject line to help protect our newbies from spoilers. Our email address is Idgitcastpodcast at gmail.com. The opening theme for Idgitcast is by Borrowed Trouble. You can find the band at BorrowedTrouble.com. The lyrics and vocals are by Idgitcast founder Allie Jones, who you can learn all about by visiting I'mTheWonderBand.com. The closing music you are listening to even as I speak is Too Good, written and performed by Jack Mangan, and is used by his generous permission. You can find other music, writings, and discussions by Jack, as well as archives of his own deadpan podcast at JackMangan.com. You may wish to know more about the hosts of this show. Yvette can be heard as one of the hosts of Investigating Mars, a completed introcast about the TV series Veronica Mars, also available from QuadrupleZ.com. And now, Yvette will tell you all about select movies from the Lifetime Network. Find out before you watch what movies have all the best people, who are the worst, who is killing who, and most of all, what, if anything, makes sense. Yvette presents this trove of information at MoviesOfALifetime.com. Annie works as global coordinator for Can't Stop the Serenity, a worldwide series of screenings of Joss Whedon's Serenity benefiting Equality Now. 
For more information on Can't Stop the Serenity, including event listings and how to host your own event, visit can'tstoptheserenity.com. Bianca doesn't currently have projects available for you to find online, but all of us at Idgicast encourage you to have a visit to your local public library. Darcy and I can also be heard on the Ghostlight Podcast, a completed intro cast for the television series Slings and Arrows. Slings and Arrows is on the Encore Plus YouTube channel, and you can hear our thoughts on the series on the Ghostlight Podcast at quadruplez.com. up in a house no, like do. that so we they didn't have um basements actually because i believe they didn't build basements in those houses because it was the land was uh previously uh utilized for um it was the part of the army yes yeah. they were built so, in the 50s so yeah i'm about to say if you said you have dead people in your basement <laughs> under your house I... no i think that it was just like there was probably toxic waste under my house is my guess. So, ah. yeah. so I probably glow a little bit in the dark. That's okay. It's fine. Maybe look, maybe one day you'll rage out and become an incredible she-hulk. I could. Who knows? <laughs> I, I do rage out every once in a while. Hi, everyone.